Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Movie Mastery in theaters now. It is the last podcast of the year. I'm your host, John. Over there, it's Jeff. Oh, now I'm not even a host or a... Nope, you're nothing to me. Nothing, I'm just just Jeff. (laughs) You are dead to me. Not even a guest. Over there, a corpse that is here named Jeff. They can talk, and we'll probably talk for about 85% of this, because I always take over on the movies and just ruin them with my over-explaining. Yes, that is true. Yeah, all right. An awful garbage man who is here to dump his shit all over this podcast. Look, all I'm saying is I want to go over the movie we watched Second by agonizing, boring, not much going on second. I just want to take a fine-toothed comb to this boring movie. (laughs) Give it the review that it clearly does not deserve or require. Give it the old grown-ups 2 method. (laughs) Yes, let's watch nothing but this movie over and over again, once a week, for the next year. So that's what we're doing, folks. From now on... Movie Mastery is just about Assassin's Creed. Now, there's going to be a brief period there where it's out of theaters but not yet available on DVD and Blu-ray. So during that period, we're going to do all of her reviews of Assassin's Creed by memory. Yes. I assume that's actually going to be the good part as our memories become more and more rosy colored. As we get older and older and our memories fail us. (laughs) I like the part in Assassin's Creed where my grandchildren visited. (laughs) Uh, so, if you've listened to us before, you know that for the in-theaters now, we're going to give you a little spoiler-free at the start, just give you a general overview, and then we'll be back with the full spoiler review, but uh, let's go ahead and jump right in. Jeff, you have actually played the Assassin's Creed games. All but the most recent one, because I am very behind the times with my home video game tech. I do not have the most recent. I only have an Xbox 360. Yes. So I have played up through Assassin's Creed Rogue. Okay, and I have played a bit of the very first Assassin's Creed, and that's basically it. Mm -hmm. So as someone that has not a lot of experience with the Assassin's Creed uh, genre of games, so did did you get anything out of this that I might have missed? Was there anything particular that you were like, oh, well, that's better because of video games there were things i didn't expect them to bother with i I, for example i mean i I don't know if this is spoilery it certainly is mentioned in all the trailers for the movie everyone's hunting for the old apple of eden which is a an artifact in the game that's very important that people need to be getting and they're constantly fighting over Mm -hmm. i didn't i expected them to skip that shit entirely because it's made by like an ancient pre-human civilization or whatever and i thought they were going to just rip all the magic and fun out of this and just have it be about assassins which, you know, they did, yeah, but they still left in the apple. Well, the problem is they ripped all the magic of and fun out of it and then had it be about Fassbender. <laughs> they really did. Uh, so uh, for me watching it, I think with the very little amount that I've gotten from uh, Assassin's Creed playthroughs or knowing anything about it, the one thing, and not really so much of a spoiler here, but the one thing that was really missing for me is there was no scene in the movie where he blends into a crowd with a bunch of other people dressed sort of like him. Yeah, there's also no scene where he assassinates someone and then gets to have a weird conversation with them while the world breaks down to just, like, 
background stuff, like, against a screensaver. Well, that would mean they'd have to actually give a damn about what was going on with the assassins, which they did not do in this movie. No, they really didn't. It was almost as if Fassbender was just forced to live in a big building and play Assassin's Creed from time to time. Yeah, it was odd. I'm going to go ahead and say that the the pacing in this movie, going back and forth between we've got sort of the modern-day Fassbender and then Fassbender in his uh, Spanish incarnation. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's not great because they, essentially the time they split, I don't really care about anyone. The ending certainly seems as though they just ran out of footage. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not saying that as a spoiler. It's just like, they just sort of like, oh, hey, these cameras, the memory cards are all full. I, I, I guess we're done guys. Well, let's go. There we go. Roll credits. Give me a, give me a shitty rock song about Jesus. Can we get that in there, please? <laughs> so, uh, without any spoilers, I'm going to go ahead and say... Maybe, maybe just give this one a pass. You know how you were thinking about seeing Rogue One again? Do that. Yeah, I mean, for the love of God, when we were starting this up, I was like, can I just just review Rogue One instead? <laughs> I'd way rather talk about that than this movie. I feel like the audience would way rather that we talked about Rogue One instead of this movie, too. But, <laughs> but here we are. Yeah, so uh, for me, I'm going to go ahead and say, unless you are like crazy into assassin's creed and even then just watch it when it comes out on video yeah or play the inevitable video game version of it that's going to come out or I... read the novelization of the video game of the movie of the video game <laughs> or my off way off broadway play version <laughs> of the novelization of the video game of the movie of the video game coming soon it's called oh hello <laughs> oh hello <laughs> I didn't see you there. You know, there were some real characters on my street, and then you put the hood up and do a different voice. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm an assassin. I'm from Italy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, <laughs> there you go. Not, not great. We will... Nope. We'll be back after some music to give you the full spoiler review where we go in-depth to let you know just how stupid this movie actually is. Then tears of joy stream down my face where longs were upon under the sunlight. Welcome to this place. I'll show you everything. Where longs So I was like legitimately worried that K2SO was gonna be because, you know, Alan Tudyk was worried about this, that K2SO was just going to be the Jar Jar of the movie. Well, yeah, anytime you, you give a movie that uh, comic relief character, and that's basically all he's there to do, mm -hmm. you always got to worry that he's going to play as goofy and unimportant, and so you don't connect with him, and he just feels like, uh, like extraneous. Well, notably Jar Jar in particular... People say the movies would be better if you just removed him from them entirely. Except that if you remove him from them entirely, then the movies don't even have a plot. It's his fault that everything happens. Yes. Jar Jar literally fucks up the galaxy. And we're <laughs> supposed to be like, oh, I love that dumb cartoon rabbit. That water rabbit with a tongue who's what's, what's too long. And even his own people don't talk like that. Yeah, that weird racist caricature of a CGI rabbit. Yeah, so... But K2, on the other hand, phenomenal. A great character. I loved every line he had. Well, you know, Tudyk can really do very little wrong. Yeah. Oh, I mean, granted, he can he can choose terrible roles. You know, this isn't even the first major CGI robot he's played. I know. He it's was amazing. The, he was the titular eye robot. Indeed, he was. Yeah. And, you know, it's amazing because he can 
pick roles that are bad. Mm-hmm. But you know what he didn't pick? Assassin's Creed. He managed to dodge that bullet. <laughs> he was in at least three of the Transformers movies, but he is not a robot in them or in Assassin's Creed. <laughs> All Indeed right, fine. not. Fine, we'll talk about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you monster. <laughs> How dare you, sir? How dare you? All right, so uh, you before the spoilery review section, uh, you asked me what I thought about this movie compared to like the video game series. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I thought was noteworthy was that they picked a new setting for the games. Uh, up until now, Assassin's Creed games have been set in... Uh, Italy in the the Caribbean during the, yeah the Caribbean during the pirate era, early America, the Victorian England. This is set in like 1492 Spanish Inquisition era Spain. Yeah, and it, that really seemed like a great setting for this movie. Yeah, uh, the backdrop of the Spanish Inquisition is really interesting. Once you start getting into the whole uh, Templars versus assassins thing, you're like. Oh, that's neat that you're doing this kind of like religious manipulation to further your own uh, agenda and, and seen, get this stuff. We've seen traces of that in the Assassin's Creed video games. I think in the second or third one, the bad guy of the game is literally the Pope at that time. Yeah. Like you have a fist fight where you beat up the Pope. Man, that is that is some black dynamite shit right there. It was it was pretty great. It's funny because he's the one guy in the game you can't just straight up, you know, shank and murder or, you know, just ignore the whole shanking system and just murder him with a blow dart from a distance and be like, ah, 80%, good enough. (laughs) No, you actually have to put your weapons down and punch the Pope. Good. But in this, uh, same thing, it's the Templars sort of using religion to control the masses, which is ultimately one of their best features. Uh, Do you want me to give a brief rundown on what Assassin's Creed is at all? I mean, I figure for people who haven't played the video games or people that just don't give a shit to like go and Google up some stuff. Let's just give them a quick overview of what this world is. All right, let me give them the minute review of how Assassin's Creed works. Give me the elevator pitch for every Assassin's Creed game. I don't know how. Let's uh, keep it under 20 seconds. They must have been in the biggest <laughs> elevator in the world, because here we go. Uh, there are machines you can use that if you sit in them, you can access the genetic memories of your as- ancestors, which means you can actually see what your ancestors see. Uh, so- certain people have cool ancestors that they can watch. They can't really interact with, but you know, you as the player of the video game can, because if you fuck up, you die. Uh, so these... Uh, machines are used to examine the lives of either assassins, which are sort of the good guys who use their powers to kill people to stop the bad guys, the Templars, which are the other group of people. Uh, the Templars want to find artifacts left there by pre-human civilization that can be used to control the thoughts of men and do other kinds of evil, shifty things. Uh, they want to use those things to eliminate free will from the world so that the world will be perfectly safe and, and st- stolid. Meanwhile, the assassins kill them. Yeah, uh, and what? Ha- who do you play as in these games? Some schmo who gets put into these memory machines, and then you get to go and control the rat assassins who go hop skipping around the cool parts of history when there were still swords. Uh, so this is not especially different. The Templars are there; they are the bad guys. Well, yeah, in this, it's very much a assassins are the representation of free will, mm-hmm. and the Templars are this sort of fascistic while trying to seem benevolent uh like they're they're paternalistic yeah they're we're we know what's best type villains yeah and i mean it's one of the things where you go oh we're trying to get rid of all violence we're trying to make it so that there's you know no more hate in the world we're trying to do very noble things that you would normally go oh i could see these guys as being the good guys but then when their ultimate goal is 
Also, we just want to remove free will from the world mm-hmm. and control everything. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. I mean, at this point, there's a whole game that's that's the story of one assassin deciding he likes the Templars better and switching sides. Mm. So there's we've already deeply covered their whole: are these guys good guys or bad guys? Like we know they're supposed to. It's supposed to feel like it's very nebulous. Like I mean, the assassins are straight up professional murderers. That's what they are and what they do. But they're the good guys. You can just tell. Because yeah. anytime an assassin ma- or a Templar makes a decision, it's always like, yes, kill all the hostages. <laughs> like, every time. Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, it's like the old Civil War thing where they're like, oh, you should be on Team Cap or Team Iron Man. You're like, oh, actually, no. Every decision Iron Man makes is fucking awful. Yeah, and he recruits the worst possible people. And we're talking here about the, I mean, the we're comic talking book about the, the comic book because in the movie, it's Captain America making the dumbest possible decisions. Yes. It's real weird that in the yeah. comic books, it's Iron Man just being the weirdest fascist for no reason. Uh-huh. And then in the movie, it's Captain America being the biggest idiot imaginable. Like, refusing to even consider legal challenges as he just runs around the world trying to save his boyfriend. Yeah, it's real weird. Yeah, it's it's an un- I mean, I love that movie. No, it's great. It's just like, man, Cap, you are in the wrong entirely throughout this whole thing. Yeah, it's still it's one of my favorite Marvel movies because the fight scenes are so happy. Yeah, there's just something joyous about that 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 uh, airport fight scene. But still, it's just Cap running around going, I don't like this. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna work extrajudicially. Well, you don't have to. You can still work within the law at the moment. No one's trying to arrest you or anything. Meh. Uh, there's a blurry picture of a guy who might be my BFF. You know, my BFF, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> IDK. <laughs> the the thing for me is, with this movie, you would think, uh, given that most of the video games are very centered around uh, the assassins or the one where he switches over to a Templar, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I- it's it's very centered on that reality and you occasionally will jump back and be like hey i'm a doofus in this thing hi everybody and then you like find out a little bit of the modern day plot and then you go back into the machine and you're a rat assassin to the point where i mean the first like three of the assassin's creed games are all centered around uh like these two assassins named altair and uh, Ezio. but and you play as this guy desmond miles this random schmo from the modern era who joins a rebellion that's still the assassins of the modern day and tries to uncover secrets by controlling these two past assassins, by the time they get around to the next set of games, they've given up on that shit, and the person who has to go in the Animus is you, the player. They're like, there's no interesting story happening here. Get in there and drive around on a cool sailboat and kill random natives. Yeah, the the fact that the games themselves figured out fairly quickly, nobody gives a shit about the random schmo in the modern day. Yeah. You're playing this because you want to play as a rat assassin. Well, it's mostly about the toolkit. Like, when you're in the past playing as the cool assassin, you're like, oh my god, I have the stickiest fingers, I can stick to everything, I can hide in groups of, like, n- of monks, I can, like, hire prostitutes and make them seduce guards, I have 16 different weapons hanging off me, this is amazing! And then you get sucked out of the Animus and you can play a guy who can walk, or walk slightly faster. Yeah, it's it's real bad, and the thing is... It holds true for the movie as well. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, they decided to really hone in and focus on that not-in-the-past rat assassins aspect. Yeah, the, the cool stuff happening in the past in this one might as well have been a movie that the main characters were watching. Like, and now this, they would say, and then it would just cut to this cool shit happening Like, you may Spain. as well have just had it on a TV in the background while yeah. everyone else was 
giving inane nonsense discussions. So let's let's go through the the where this fucking thing starts, which is in 1492 Spain. We get to watch Fassbender for some reason as a Spaniard. Yeah, uh, getting his finger cut off by some assassin dudes while he swears to join the assassin dudes. Yep, and uh, we just get that whole like, oh, you're gonna be part of the assassins and whatever. And and people who are better at these games than I am can correct me here, but that finger cutting shit was added to the movies to make it more interesting. They don't cut the assassins' fingers off because that would make them recognizable. Yeah. So that was just some dumb shit they did for the movie. They're like, oh, we'll cut your finger off so you can wear this uh, that like very famous blades from the wrists thing. Except you don't need to do that. Well, yeah, because they don't cut Fassbender's fingers off in the in the future, and he gets to wear them. Yep. So that was just dumb. Yep. I mean, he's even wearing the same pair. Yeah, it's that old guy's pair. Yeah. So Fassbender in very light, let's say Spaniard face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's let's say uh, tan face. Yeah, tan face plays uh, the ancient assassin Aguilar de la Nefe or something like that. Yeah. I think so it's just literally he's... Eagle of Death. Yeah, uh, so metal. he's Aguilar. Yeah, Aguilar, the Eagle of Death Metal. We'll, <laughs> yes, we'll, the Eagles of Death Metal. We'll call him. Uh, and so that's him, and then we get to see a couple other assassins from that time period. Most of them are disposable schmoes that will die right away. One of them, I'm pretty sure, is Igrete from Game of Thrones, and she's going to be the female love interest of the movie and stick around for a while. Great. I've never watched Game of Thrones, and I don't know or care. I, I'm not sure. People are probably going to tell me I'm wrong again. It looks like she's wearing silver reflective contacts for some reason all the way through the movie. Yeah. That was a weird choice for someone in Spain <laughs> in the 1490s, but they, she's got, like, cyborg guys. And uh, we then cut to a... After they're jumping around and doing shenanigans, they're, like, Assassin's Creed type stuff of jumping from rooftops and whatever, we do a cut to a little kid jumping a bike on a building and he's like i'm gonna jump off this roof and he fucks it up yeah he hurts his nuts real bad and falls on on a pile of garbage <laughs> uh, and, and if that isn't 2016 in a nutshell well for one that wasn't set in 2016 that was set in 1986 yes which is one of the things that drove me nuts about this movie because Interesting note, I am the exact same age as Michael Fassbender, whose actual age they used in this movie. Yeah. And so at one point they have him going, you know, Callum Lynch, born 1979. And I was like, man, he was like 13 in 1986. So <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Born? When I was when I was in 1986, I was six. My, my superpowers involved falling down and my pants falling down. Well, yeah, but you weren't a rad lineage of assassins. Oh, they age super fast? That is not a useful rad lineage thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm dead at 34. <laughs> it's just, it was, he was like a 13-year, he was a pre-teenager. He probably had a girlfriend. When I was six years old, my one interest was candy. I had no other interests. <laughs> that was it. I didn't want to jump sweet bikes. I wanted candy if you had anything. Otherwise, I wanted nothing to do with you. <laughs> good day, sir. <laughs> I no said candy? good day. No, sir. <laughs> So <laughs> we uh, he comes home and finds his mama is dead, and it was his daddy who done it. Oh, yeah, and he did it in a neat way where he killed her so that she's still sitting straight up and fine. And yeah. There's, and there's, like, a melancholy song playing. Yeah, and blood's dripping down from her neck to her arm and off of this little assassin's medallion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, some people come for his dad, and he runs. And, and his, then his dad looks all super crazy. I love that it's like his dad's in the assassin garb. Mm -hmm, but it's the cheap assassin garb. But he's just like, I'm in a hoodie. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he got, like, the Zoltar the Wizard costume from, 
from like a, a Spirit yeah. Halloween superstore. He, he went to Spirit, got their cheapest <laughs> be an assassin costume. It wasn't even that. He just bought that that uh, scream like stretchy faced ghost costume and cut that part out. <laughs> He killed her with one of those knives that's just plastic and already has the blood inside it. Man, he really had to work at that thing. I know. Well, you know, he's got all that assassin training or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So, he, a little, little baby fastbender has to run away because uh, people are coming for him. And we see fucking Jeremy Irons. We get our first glimpse of him. And let me just go ahead and, and say right now. I am disappointed in Jeremy Irons in this movie. Oh, my number one thing going into this was like, this is going to be a bad movie because it's based on a video game. It's no one interesting is attached to it. This is gonna, this isn't gonna be very good. But Jeremy Irons is in it, and he's gonna eat some scenery. If if there's one thing you can count on Jeremy Irons to do when you put him in a movie, it is to shove as much of the scenery into his mouth as possible. Oh, he's just gonna be munching them walls. Oh yeah, man, he is gonna be out there just like. Mom, Jeremy Irons. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and that's all I wanted. All I wanted was for him to just open up his mouth and emit a big Christmas ham for me. You know, it was <laughs> December. I was going to sit down and watch the movie, and if I could watch him just barf up a big old Christmas ham and a goose, and then start just eating scenery and just yelling at people in his British accent, that would have made this movie okay. It made Dungeons and Dragons okay. Yeah. No, he is in plenty of movies that are otherwise real terrible but as soon as he gets on there you're like oh jeremy irons oh look at you buddy i know he, he but man here's I, I think this is how the jeremy irons pricing scale works jeremy irons costs five hundred thousand dollars to be in your movie for an extra 99 cents he'll be crazy <laughs> you can supersize it to nutty yeah he'll he'll go full jeremy for an extra 99 cents and if, i tell you at that point jeremy has spoken <laughs> Yes, he has spoken today. <laughs> so, but in this movie, I guess because they had to spend so much to get uh, Fassbender and Cotillard, they uh, they didn't bother giving that extra 99 cents to Jeremy, so he plays a reserved, restrained, quiet guy all the way through. Oh, yeah, he spends the entire movie just being like, oh, goodness, we can't disappoint the elders of the Templars. I feel like he was just practicing for his Alfred performances in the Justice League stuff that's happening right now. Uh, uh, he was just like, well... Very good, Master Bruce. I mean, Callum Lynch. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all you get. Yeah. uh, So that's disappointing. But we very disappointing. We cut to many years later. Where now Callum is in prison. Yeah, he's all kinds of prisonated, and uh, he's he's super sexy man, Michael Fassbender. Now, yeah, and Michael Fassbender is he's gonna get death by lethal injection. I, I feel like Michael Fassbender has been fleeing the law and the assass or the Templars all his life, but he never stop or doesn't stop to get his teeth fixed because he's got perfect teeth. Nope. For a prison smoker who has been on the run all his life and is a killer and a thief, uh, he sure has a perfect face and teeth. <laughs> he sure is Michael Fassbender. <laughs> it's a, he's just too sexy. <laughs> he's too sexy for this film. Too sexy for this film and also his body. <laughs> So, uh, he gets his, his lethal interjection there. Yeah, they try and killify him up a little. But it turns out that that whole thing was just a show because the Templars want him and he wakes up and fucking Cotillard is like, yo, what's up? We, we want to get up in your brain meats. I'm Cotillard. I am only filmed in extreme close-ups of my weird nose. <laughs> uh, she says, and then she pauses, centers herself and starts talking as her character. Yes. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't even remember. It was like Dr. Something or another. I cannot remember her name at all. Oh, Dr. Evil Guy Mick turns around at the end, bads a lot. Oh, yeah. well, it's it's Dr. Love Interest, so it's always, I'm I'm part of the bad people, but you're Michael Fassbender, so I'll turn good for you. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm not going to blame anyone for. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I'm part of an evil organization and Fassbender's like, hey, I'd be like, all right. Here's a question I have for you, John. How come Michael Fassbender has yet to play a movie where the Hans Landa guy from uh, Inglorious Bastards uh, isn't playing his dad? <laughs> uh, or, or is playing his dad? How come we haven't seen that movie yet? How come? It's just, get that shit done. I forget his name at the moment. It starts with, the last name starts with a W. I don't remember. Uh, anyway, get someone make that movie for me. Eh? Someone. All right, thank you. Huh, Hollywood? This, is, this has been my piece. <laughs> uh, anyway. the uh, So, he wakes up in this facility mm-hmm. and uh of course he's like oh what did you do to me oh goodness i'm still all drugged up and he tries to run away and falls down a bunch oh it's a it's just a big pratfall scene of him running which is him like yeah. and sure enough he's in one of them buildings from the assassin's creed video games where all the walls are white and and seamless and there's a whole bunch of pointless scientists walking around looking at clipboards and nodding appreciatively and uh and none of them touch him and 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 then eventually he he starts telling uh what's her face that he's hungry yeah he he runs to the edge of like there's a window yeah and he's like oh i could jump off they're like how about you don't and it turns out that they're in a giant building with the templar logo on it yeah Oh, I'm sorry. It's the Abstergo Industries logo on it. If you're one of the video game people who knows this the series, but they're in the biggest building in Spain, apparently. Yeah, and oh my god, this facility is the dumbest fucking thing in this movie, and that is saying something because this is a dumb goddamn movie. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. It's it it's supposed to look like it's an old castle, but it's the size of Disneyland, and inside of it are free-range assassins so <laughs> the yeah. the templars are like all right well we want to find this apple of eden mm-hmm. okay we've got the animus and the animus lets us go into your genes and look at the past lives that you've got okay sure you want some assassins to do that because they're usually in a lineage well yeah well normally you want assassins to do it because assassins are always the ones who find out interesting shit yeah. Like, they're the ones who went and killed the Templar and took the apple away and hid it somewhere. So if you follow the assassin long enough, you'll eventually see where he hid the cool shit. Exactly. Yeah. So because the assassins and Templars have been fighting over these ancient relics for so long, you really want to look at assassins because that's going to be the ones who have had these other relics. Well, it's because they've been winning for a thousand years yeah. is the big thing. Because for a thousand years, the assassins have been winning. So every time they're like, well, let's look at a Templar's past life. Oh, look at that. He's important in power. Oh, an assassin killed him. Oh, let's look at this Templar. Oh, it looks like he's getting a wedgie and he's shoved into a toilet, huh? Oh, he's yet another creepily mean old man who's super paternalistic. <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're establishing a pattern here. Huh, that's weird. I went and looked at this Templar and he's just singing Hellfire? How come all the assassins are sexy dudes and babes? And all the assa- all the Templars look like they should be on money. I feel like I feel like I've picked the wrong side. Uh, so the, <laughs> the the whole thing is this setup to find these memories. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm okay with that 
Sure. Yeah. You want to get some assassins, you want to like get up in their genetic memory mind. Yeah, you, you have to the first thing you have to establish is that you can see your ancestors' memories by being hooked to a machine. But once you get past that sense of disbelief, we get to the next one, which John. Uh the problem is they're just free range in this building. Like there's fucking <laughs> Like six of them playing some pickup b-ball in the dining room, which to give you a sense of scale of this place, like the dining room is also a full basketball court. I don't plus know why. like an entire other wing part of it. Yeah, but but when he first gets to this window to and he's like contemplating jumping out, there's six assassins in the room, and you know, and they're just gardening. They're just gardening because they like gardening, I guess. Uh, I I don't know. They don't. It's not like they're forced to. So it, it, I don't know. But it, right away, they're established. As soon as he meets them again for lunch, it's established that, oh, no, these aren't just guys who have assassin memories. These are all assassins. Oh, yeah, and they're coming up to him, and they're like, hey, let me give you some cryptic message about, like, do you find the truth of light? Very well, then we shall see you in smoke. And you're like, fucking come on, man. And the the weird part about that is they let this happen. Like, there are guards everywhere. There are surveillance everywhere. The second one or two of these assassins get together and go talk to a guy, you'd think some Templar would go, hey, 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 no, no, no conspiring. Well, you'd think that, but then you'd establish that the Templars are all equipped with sticks and crossbows here in the year 2016. In the year of our Lord 2016, there is an, a there's a guard with a motherfucking crossbow. What? Why are we doing this? Crossbows are a dipshit's weapon from the 1200s. Like, you want to give someone a nightstick? Great. You've got a non-lethal option to beat the shit out of someone. Good are, job. Are the distant uh, people who descended down from the, the assassin's caribou? No? Then why do you have a crossbow? <laughs> uh, so, the the entire facility is not only full of assassins that can just run around and do whatever and conspire as much as they want to. Mm-hmm. There's also a section of uh, spent-up uh, assassins, the ones who have been uh, fucked up by the Animus because they resisted it. Yeah. And if you resist the Animus instead of going along with it, it, like, melts your brain or something. And also all these other assassins that they have in the building, they're not even putting them in the Animus anymore. They're just keeping them around. There's even a scene where one of them asks Cotillard why, and she's like, well, because we don't need anything from you anymore. We've got all your good <laughs> memories. Anyway, feel free to just live here, I guess. Yeah, we'll just give our sworn enemy some free room and board, and I I guess just like a, a rec center? What, what the fuck are well, you doing it's here? It's funny because it would make sense in the video game. Because in the video game, your character doesn't really know all that much about the ancient assassin Templar conflicts. Like, you know that, like Desmond in particular, the first protagonist of these games, he knows sort of that they exist. He learns about them over the course of the game. Uh, He even meets other people who have been put into the Animus or learns about them. But there's not a whole lot of information because the system doesn't work in reverse. Your ancestors' memories don't, like, you know, uh, poison you into an assassin. I mean, they start to by the end of the third game or something, but for the most part, he, for him, it's like a fun ride. Yeah. Thing is, speaking of that, it does happen in this movie. Uh, it jumps to the end there, but fucking uh, by being in the Animus, Fastbender just starts to become an assassin. Yeah. By plugging him into it, he gets all assassiny. He gets super fight powers. He knows how to use all the ancestral weapons. 
it, and it makes him super into the assassin cause. Like, he is an assassin by the end. Like, uh, present Fassbender is not just like, oh, I know all about assassins. He's like, no, I am one. I'm 100% committed to this. Yeah, I'm on board. Let's go. I don't understand why he didn't trank me and, sl- and uh, strap me down the moment I came out of this thing, because it clearly turns people into assassins. Yeah, so the... <laughs> The uh, thing with the uh, assassins that are all messed up from the Animus is, mm-hmm. surprise, his dad is there. Oh, yeah, he's too, he's got captured early and was turned into an, an old man with, with gross eyes. Yeah, so he's just like, I'm all fucked up. And we get a confrontation where Callum Lynch wants to kill him for killing his mom. He's like, oh, I hate you so much. And he's like, yeah, go ahead and kill me. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Your fuck mom, you. Your, your mom wanted me to kill her, so I did because I'm committed to the cause. You, you're just some nobody with impossibly perfect teeth. And oh, my God, I want to fuck my own son. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I assume. Look at those piercing blue eyes. I could just lose myself in them. <laughs> How are you even related to me? God. Look at that piercing blue asshole. <laughs> Uh, uh anyway he so so he gets into the animus let's talk about the animus for a second in this movie the animus is no longer a bed. like bed you yeah. lie down in it is like a full weird vr 3d like you've got an arm that attaches to your waist and just jumps you around it's basically the animus is when you're 10 years old and someone tells you the, the existence of those 4d movie theaters at, at uh like theme parks it's what you think it is before you sit down in there. Oh, yeah. It's like when I was a kid and someone goes, oh, man, they've got a VR game at, at the arcade. I go, oh, it's going to be amazing. But it's a giant clunky helmet that they put down on you. It costs $15, and you just walk around and shoot someone, and it's garbage. Yeah. This is a claw grabs you by the midsection and turns you into a Spider-Man in a room for a while while you hallucinate about your past. It's 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 done to make the movie more kinetic. So it'll be like... Oh, look, the Animus is actually really hard on him. Look how scary it is. He could do all these cool flips and jumps and stabby moves and stuff. Yeah, it's so you're more, like, in sync with your past life. Because instead of it just being like, you fall asleep and you're dreaming these memories, it's like he's watching them and acting them out as well. Yeah, but watching this stupid thing descend from the ceiling and grab him just makes it look like he's about to do it with GLaDOS. <laughs> that was... Yeah, <laughs> just 100%. It looks... That's just what it looks like. Uh, and... The every time it goes into the past, I'm very sad that they decided to focus on the present because the past is cool. Yeah. I'm like, you've got this awesome historical backdrop. You've got these badass assassins and almost all of the action sequences take place in the past and they're great. Oh, yeah. They're so good that that chase on the on the trucks or the carts oh yeah like jumping from cart to cart and there's all they did such cool old-fashioned stunt work the only downside i'd say is that this movie is bloodless like for an assassin's creed movie bloodless the only blood you see is dripping artfully off a necklace once well yeah you get the pg-13 blood which is you are allowed to see blood pools but you cannot see blood fly yes so th- we get people's throats get cut and they just fall down like they just lost a game of freeze tag. Yeah, or you know, you'll get uh, stabbed in the side with the daggers, and then you just fall down. And you're like, nope, no blood is shown here, though. <laughs> yeah. So other than that, though, the stunts and staging of the uh, the stuff set in the past is amazing. Like they do a fight where they go up this this temple that's under construction in Spain, and it's super cool looking. Oh yeah the the whole thing in the past where these assassins and these Templars are fighting each other is great because it's like these two. Uh, groups at the height of their power. Yeah. So you have uh, 
Aguilar, that's his name. Aguilar, then and, you've got the Black Knight. And the Black Knight, and they're these two super badass versions of either side. And, yeah. You know, they've both got their Templar and Assassin helpers, and everyone's being super badass. But whenever you come back from that, you're like, oh, what's going on in uh, the real world? Oh, Fastbender is, he's in scrubs, and he's eating some pudding, and uh, Cotillard is telling him about a uh, history lesson and showing him artifacts. And you're like, God damn, this is some filler. Yeah, it's super boring. The stuff set in the past is amazing. The bad guy in the past is Torquemada. Right? How much more of that do you want? And he was great. He was great. He was such a cool bad guy. There's a scene where the people in the past meet Christopher Columbus, and he's like a young, sexy sailor badass. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's awesome. I just want to follow him around. Show me the young tales of sexy Christopher Columbus. <laughs> but instead, we just keep going back into this building where <laughs> assassins are allowed to play b-ball and conspire against their captors. Uh, so... Basically, the same plot happens as happens in all the video games. Uh, he gets closer and closer to the ball that he wants, the, the the Apple of Eden, which can be used to, apparently, can be used to strip free will from people. Apparently. Although, you know, all we ever see people do with it is hold it triumphantly, and at one point it displays its its interesting information, which is like a planetarium constellation. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess you can take free will away with uh, a bunch of dots? With a, with a neat light show. Oh, I guess... <laughs> Pink Floyd was trying to take our free will away. That's just standard TV and video game non uh, nonsense where they're like, well, we got to put something on the screen, but no one likes looking at words. So I don't know. How about a bunch of flashing concentric circles and gears assembling themselves or something? Oh, yeah. You get yeah. that not quite DNA look and they're like, oh, I, I understand now. And you're like, well, I'm glad someone does. I can read this. I need to reroute these encryptions. I, I can read this. This is Linux. <laughs> You know the funny thing is that was Linux. That's that scene in Jurassic Park where she's like, "This is Linux. I know this operating system." She's right. That's just a weird UI put over a regular Linux system. That was a stock Linux that she was looking at, even though stock it was, Linux, even though it was stupid looking, and even though that line became famous, it's just right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so the the past is you've got the uh, the entire Inquisition who is trying to fuck up the Sultan. Yeah, they want to fuck up a sultan because he's got an apple. Yeah, he's got the apple, and they are trying to get his kid so that they can barter the child for the apple. Yeah, and we're telling this non-linearly because who cares? Yeah, the uh, so the whole thing with the assassins in that plot is they need to find and protect this child, and when they fuck that up, they need to rescue the child slash just get the apple. Yeah, get the apple slash assassinate anyone who's in the way. It's interesting because the assassins in this time period don't have the primary goal of killing an important person. Instead, it's to rescue and save a kid. Yeah. It's a, a little weird, but, you know, whatever. They they rescue the kid, and then they fuck up. At, actually, the scene where they fuck up at rescuing the kid is a mystery to me. I think they skipped, like, six months of Animus time. Yeah. Because well, there's a scene where he rescues the kid and then is hiding from the villains by dangling over the edge of a cliff, and he's got the kid in his arms. Well, it's because what he's holding on to, the Black Knight, is... Oh, pulling up. He's pulling up, and that's how they all get captured. Okay, that makes because sense. Because they're uh, when they come back to it, they're all like on stakes that are about to be burned at the stake in front of Torquemada, mm -hmm. and uh, and like, that activates Fastbender's flip out a meter, and he just breaks free from the thing he's tied he's to. He's just like, oh, no, fuck this. Yeah the <laughs> the the weird thing for the animus for me is so the whole time whenever he does a cool jump and jumps down from something, 
it shows the arm like descending and he hits the ground. Mm-hmm. Or if he leaps, it shows the arm like throwing him up. So it's, oh, he's moving up or moving down. Except I'm like, there are times when he jumps down from something and then jumps down from that. I'm like, well, if you already hit the ground in the Animus, what does it do from there? Well, there's also multiple shots of him doing the famous Assassin's Creed dive off a high surface thing where he like just jumps off and he's supposed to land in a hay bale or something. Which I'm pissed off that they didn't do do that. They did a reference to it because they pushed a guy off a building and he landed in a hay bale. And there's a scene where Fassbender jumps off a really high thing and then they wake him up out of the Animus. Yeah. Uh, so you don't get to see him land in the hay bale or the stack of palm leaves. Well, no, he jumps into bank. water. Yeah. Well, though that's the last time. But there's also the one where he jumps off the temple and you don't see where he's going. <laughs> they just cut. They're just like, done. Let's just get him out of the Animus Dunzo, now. We're he's good. falling right now. Whatever. So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe the Animus knocks him unconscious and then moves him back into a neutral position. Ah! I believe that's probably the best. I, I mean, I'm not on Team Animus here. That thing is stupid in this movie. Uh, But the, uh, so the old-timey plot is... They fuck up at most things. Mm-hmm. The Templars end up successfully trading the apple for the kid. Yeah, and meanwhile, Fastbender or Aguilar Fastbender is busy falling in love with his assassin buddy. Yeah, and they have a moment, though, where they're both like, yeah, but you know what? Fuck it. Creed first forever. Yeah, Creed first. By the way, if you don't know it, the Creed is uh, nothing is true. Everything, everything is, is permitted. Everything is permitted. They're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, that's, well. That's the rules of them. Everything yeah. is permitted. It's turned into a, big, a whole thing with them where it's been joked on in the games where people are just a dick and they're like, eh, everything's permitted. Eh, eh, eh. Eh, finger in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do that for the Creed. <laughs> no, for the Creed, though. <laughs> so, uh. All right. So anyway, they, yeah, the kid, they get, they have to, the apple is got by Torquemada and then they smoke bomb, get the apple, blah, blah, blah. It, it ends with uh, him escaping, getting the apple. All the other assassins die, including his girlfriend in a, I couldn't even think of a more classic fridge situation where she gets killed and her only thing is like to wake up for a second and go fight even harder. And he's like, okay, I will. I'll fight even harder because you said so. Oh, yeah. Well, there's that moment where it's like, oh, the villain has the girlfriend and he's got a knife to her neck. But she's like, fuck you. I'm an assassin and just shoves her neck into the dagger to kill herself. Yeah. She's like, well, fuck it. Yeah. If you're not going to do it, Fastbender, because apparently Aguilar is a shit assassin who doesn't get the creed right. I guess I have to kill myself. Yeah, I'm not going to let you be an idiot and give up this apple for me, so... So instead, I'll kill myself and turn you into Super Fight Man, because a woman died near you. Yep, because that's how that works. Yep. So uh, he goes crazy, kills the Black Knight, almost kills Torquemada, uh, instead just escapes with the ball by jumping off. I'm not sure where they are exactly, where they're they're on some castle that's... They are in... Catalonia? They're in some part of Catalonia that has a thousand foot dive to a steep ravine in it. (laughs) Like just an insane cartoon jump he has to make. Like I'm not sure I'm not sure what part of Spain that's in where there's you know, there's a big castle in one part of a city separated from another part of a city by a bottomless pit. I I don't whatever. It's just, you know, I haven't been to Spain, so maybe those things are just common there. Who knows? Yeah, whatever. And then the next scene to him is him giving the cool ball to Christopher Columbus and being like, put this somewhere interesting. Yeah, put this somewhere and guard it with your life. And, Chris- and apparently guarding it with his life means it's in his tomb. Well, that's the thing is this this is always the way it worked in those games is they would always be like uh, the assassins hid it in some important historical church that you know of because that's it's a church that's still standing. If they were like, oh, I hid it in some fucking hut. It's probably a 7-Eleven now. Yeah. Or I threw it in the fucking ocean. You know, with a thing that's like, what does this do? Oh, it has the power to take away free will. Okay, is there any reason that we as assassins want this around still? No? Okay, then why don't we just 
go on a boat, throw it into the fucking ocean, and be done with it. But no. I, also, they never try, like, you know, just hitting it with a rock. <laughs> yeah, they, they they never do that. <laughs> you think. They'd be like, what does this thing do? Oh, it can control the souls of men. Oh, oh we need to hide this. Hold on. Hang on. Uh, sir, have you, have you tried hitting this with, say, a rock? Just Just a rock. Let's just pick some rock. I mean, there's... We're, we're living in a world of cool tombs and shit, so there's probably some super rocks we could use if we wanted, but have we tried? Have Have you even given it the old college try? But this leads to one of my least favorite things in this movie, which is in the modern day, they get the information about where Christopher Columbus's tomb is. The The Templar people, Jeremy Irons and his daughter uh, Marion Cotillard, are like, it's in his tomb. His tomb is right here in Spain. It's in some church. We can go there. We'll have to solve the puzzle of where it is. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a thing in the movies. Where, or in the games, where they're like, oh, there's a puzzle in this church, and then you have to go in there and do a bunch of parkour and open a bunch of secret doors, and finally you open up a cave that the priest didn't even know was there. Instead, they fly there in a helicopter, ask the priests for it, and the priests just give it to them. Yeah, he's like, oh, hold on. And they just walk up to this tomb, and they're like, and here's the button that says uh, Apple of Eden, and here we go. Well, there's even a priest who's like, hey, you're the first one to even think of asking for this thing. Here you go, buddy. Here's the apple. Oh, weird. I've just been having it sit here to finders keepers. <laughs> it's been in the lost and found for 500 years. Huh. <laughs> All you needed to do was ask for it. Oh, did you lose some 300-year-old sunglasses, too? <laughs> How's, how about this umbrella? We got this old umbrella. You want that? <laughs> we got a stack of umbrellas. This one belonged to Christopher Columbus. <laughs> We've so, got Da Vinci's umbrella in here. I was so mad. It was like, like I said, it's like they just ran out of footage, and so they were just like, they get to the temple, the ball is just there, they get it, the end. Now, back in boring Fastbender land, the most predictable thing in the world has happened when you let assassins just run around and do whatever they want. What do you know? They rebel and fight back and fuck up your entire place. And they keep seeing ghost assassins of the assassins that they they've been falling into the animus of, like walking slowly towards them with ring-style effects coming off them. Well, that's what Fassbender is doing, because he's losing his goddamn mind. He keeps seeing Aguilar come walking towards him. And he's like, oh, but every time he sees that, he gets, like, super assassin powers. Yeah, but Aguilar's just like, hey, man, get your shit together. Hey, Hey, bro. Hey, let me me transfer some of my power of having seen a woman die into you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the, the assassins just... Straight up clown an entire fortress full of Templars. Yeah, while uh, Irons and Cotillard escape. But then again, you can hardly blame the Templars, seeing as how they once again are equipped for for this eventuality with sticks and crossbows. Which, I'll go ahead and say this. I mean, yes, that is true, but the assassins are equipped with a nothing. No, because... Apparently, the Animus is kept directly adjacent. Again, in a building the size of a ten-story Disneyland, the 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 uh, the, uh, the temp the we call it, the Animus is kept in the same room as all the cool ancient weapons. Well, they have to get there first, but they do just throw smoke bombs and then straight fuck up everyone in the giant dining room rec room with their bare hands. Yeah, and steal are, all their shit, there, including a crossbow. There are about four more assassins that 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 are there. So you got Fastbender, you've got black guy assassin, woman Chinese woman assassin, and young kid assassin, and young kid assassin who was the only one who gets killed. Yeah, uh, he dies in the middle of the fight, which again makes an- it makes Fastbender fight harder. Oh, someone oh. innocence has been killed. <laughs> so, so they go and they chase the helicopter to the fucking church. They miss the church, and so they decide to go to like some big Templar party. Yeah, they go to the big Templar 
Khan and wherever the fuck it is. And there's some lady who's like the king of Templars. Yeah. We've seen her once before in the movie. where She's, she's like, one of the elders. Where she's like, we're shutting down your project. And, and Irons is like, why? And she's like, we've been giving you a lot of money. And we've thought, we've decided that we actually don't even care all that much about finding the ball. Everyone already does what we want them to because of the internet. Yeah, we we tried first with religion and, and then with government and now consumerism. And you're like, ah, uh, I I do not have a long enough arm for the jerk-off motion in my heart. I'm seeing your shit movie. Why are you insulting me? <laughs> uh, you're right. You caught me. I paid $12 of people's money to see this dumb film, but now you're insulting me for it. People waste their time seeing stupid video game movies. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, movie. All right. The uh, So they're like, oh, great. Let's go crash this entire building full of... Templar muckety mucks. And could this be less? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going all Chandler here, but this, <laughs> this is far and away the biggest anticlimax of a movie in forever. Well, I'm like, oh, dude, there's like four of these guys. Yeah. And they're going to go into an entire building full of Templars. This is going to be amazing. But no, they like jump in, he stabs Jeremy Irons, and then everyone freaks out and runs away. It's That's the thing is, Templars in the modern era aren't fighters. There's like one who is. There's some bad guy, German bad guy, who's a Templar in the modern day in the video game universe. The rest of them are just weird old dudes and, and people who don't quite know what team they're on, and that's it. So killing a bunch of them shouldn't be a problem, but it should look cool. Because what happens instead is, of all the four assassins, Fassbender goes in alone, Cotillard comes out, and she's like, and she's by herself she's in an adjacent room because she's at this point she's kind of changed sides well yeah she's like oh i didn't realize you were going to use this to strip free will i thought we were just trying to stop violence yeah so fastbender comes in and he's like i'm going in there and i'm going to kill your dad and she's like i don't want you to and he's like yeah but i'm gonna and they say they do the stupid thing in a movie where they say the line that they said earlier in the movie but now they've reversed which one says it yeah oh god that trope and then, here's what he does. Here's his big plan. Does he dangle from the ceiling and stab him in the neck? Does he sneak in by looking like a Templar and getting close to him? Does he shoot him with a blow dart? No, none of those things. Does he just walk up to him across a crowded hallway full of people and kill him and then walk off? Yes. yes. That is what... <laughs> Congratulations. You got it. It's it's walk through a room full of people dressed as an assassin, walk up to Jeremy Irons, stab him in the goddamned neck, and go... Bye, everyone. Good day. And everyone's See like, ya. And everyone's like, oh, no, one man. And they all just run away. Yeah. What, did none of them bring a gun? No. They're, and apparently, or a crossbow? Even, I was going to say, even if the modern-day Templars are like, we're just stuffy businessmen and we, we don't actually fight, you'd have security, you'd think, yeah, maybe. Something. I mean, if, if you've got a building that has, like, all of the higher-ups of your secret society of shenanigans... You'd think maybe, maybe a hire a couple of guys. Yeah, I feel like Fassbender only even came in through a window out of a general sense of politeness. It's like he, he he's like, oh, I got to sneak in there. This is going to be so well guarded. And then he walked in. And he was like, oh, what the fuck is going on here? I feel like he got all the way into the building, realized there were no guards, felt embarrassed for the Templars, and went back out to bust in through the roof. <laughs> he was like, fine, I guess I have to do this right because you idiots won't. Look, uh -huh. I have a sense of pride in my work. Yeah, and, by the t and he had expended that sense of pride by the time he figured out how to kill Jeremy Irons, <laughs> which was by bloodlessly slitting his throat. Ugh, God, I hated that so much. I feel like he killed him in a way where Jeremy Irons had to go, like, out and lie down until the rest of the fight was over. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, he gets the apple, and 
it's time for them to go jump off of another building. Yeah, they jump off a bunch of roofs, and it's established that there are now some modern assassins running around in cool robes, which has never been a thing in the video games. Video games, it's always people in the modern day don't dress up like ancient people and run around killing each other. Nope, but They're, him and the, the black guy and, and the Chinese, the Chinese girl are all now dressed as old-timey assassins. And they're running around Spain being assassinas. Yeah. Or, so, I don't know, maybe in Spanish. Assassin. Assassinos. There you go. Uh, Favorites yeah. released? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. At that May point, as well. we fade to some credits over the worst song I've heard at the end of a movie since the late 90s. Since, like, Stir of Echoes. Yeah, I have no idea what that song was, but, uh, who, baby? It's my right to kill Jesus or something. <laughs> I I don't know what it was, but it was basically that. Uh okay. So, let's uh let's start with the best. What is the high point in this movie for you, Jeff? Uh there's a flash of all the assassins that are cool in history. There's one point where like I, oh god, this is the dumbest scene. There's a scene where uh he does uh, he jumps off a building in exactly the right way in the past. That, the, that he breaks the machine in the future, causing Marie on Cotillard to go, the perfect jump. <laughs> or or something. I forget. I think she might say perfect connectivity or something. But it, The chaos dunk. <laughs> he has all seven of the chaos emeralds. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. but basically she says the perfect jump. And then he's surrounded by the ghosts of all the assassins from the video games. So you can see Ezio and Altair and, and Edward and and uh connor and so on you get to see all the cool assassins but just as blurry cgi guys in the background so for a brief second i was like oh man that one game where you play as a pirate that was so good <laughs> and then and then i was sad again so that was my favorite thing <laughs> and then sad again because it turns out that entire scene is just so we can talk to his dead parents yeah his dead parents show up and are like hey we're both dead it's cool don't worry about it you get in there and fight remember a woman died <laughs> remember i'm a woman and i died i'm your mother go in there and beat some people up <laughs> fridging i'm still amazed they didn't kill that chinese woman assassin no they had to kill the little kid yeah they had to, kill, they had to pick one of the of the subclass of movie thought weaker characters well yeah it's it's innocence it's either you kill a woman or a kid yeah oh my gosh so so yeah my favorite part was seeing like edward kenway in the background to be like oh yeah so what about you what was your favorite thing in this movie uh the best thing in this movie is i'm gonna say the scene where uh past bender past bender michael past bender yeah past bender gets out of the burning at the stake because that entire thing is there's the painting of the uh the inquisition mm -hmm. and it's set up the exact same way so you have like this very strange grotesquerie going on with like people in costumes and almost like festival looking stuff yeah, it totally did a pageant play thing it was really neat to see yeah and you've got like the king and the queen are in the background and like isabella's wearing like she has weird face tattoos I don't well know she's got a weird on. mask yeah on. she's got a crazy mask i guess she was part of the thing yeah so, so like everything is very like dreamlike but you've got torquemada there being all torquemada e. i know it's like you can't torquemada anything uh, uh, uh better men than us <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you get a cool escape scene. And I'm like, okay, that was a rad little set piece you had there. How good would this movie have been if it had nothing about the future in it? It would have been so much better because the problem with the past, and I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my least favorite thing in this, which is that you don't give a fuck about anyone because it never gives you enough time to care. Yeah. You, The second you maybe start giving a shit about 
Fastbender in the current day, we start jumping to like other like the Templars. We start looking at Jeremy Irons, or we jump into the past, or we do something else. And the past assassins are just sort of there to do parkour, and that's it. Yeah, they're like, just they're just being rad. Yeah, they're just like, oh, what do you do? Uh, we do cool fight scenes, and then occasionally give exposition. Yeah. And then there's, unfortunately, you get to meet that female assassin from the past, and all you can think when you're seeing her is, I wonder which character is going to stuff her in the fridge. Yeah. You know she is dead. The second pass bender is like, I like you, lady. We you're have, like, oh, you're dead. We have bonded. And you're like, oh, crap. You're... <laughs> why, why did you say that? Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and say my least favorite thing in this was the the misuse of the assassins in this is the worst. Can I also throw in a second favorite thing, which is that the stuff in the in Spain is in Spanish all the way forever. There's never a point where they're just like, we can use the animus to make them talk in English. Oh yeah, it's not like, oh, he understands it in his language, even though they are speaking Spanish. We he's translating it into English in his brain. Yeah, I love that the whole thing is Spanish speaking. The whole assassin part of it, the, the stuff in the past, is always in Spanish. That was actually kind of cool. And it is the the lispy Catalonian type Spanish, so it's very cool. Yeah, that was sort of really neat to see. So that's another favorite thing about the movie for me. But least favorite things are are. <laughs> what do you got? What do you got for me? <laughs> in, not in short supply. I want to I want to say the treatment of assassins in the future after they're done with them with the animus. Okay. Like the whole thing where there's like fifty sick mos or like moping around dork people in blue robes in a room, and the room for some reason has an entire set of flat screen TVs on the ceiling playing birds flying by. <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was like a. It, it looked like a Jamiroquai video was happening in there all the time. I. Why were they do? What, what does that relax them? They're like, oh, there's birds on the ceiling. Which, man, I mean, also I, there's too much bird in this movie. Yes, the the hawk, the the, or, the white eagle, as because all yeah. he does is interstitial between scenes. It's oh, we need to get somewhere else. An eagle is flying between it. Yeah. Let's watch this eagle do a long, boring circle in the air. The man, that entire Obstergo place. I I talked about it a lot earlier, and, and here you God. go again. It is it is the fucking worst. It's so dumb. Like there's just random super weapons I everywhere. Mean, even like you were saying, there's the room of like, oh, these are all the used up assassins that we can't get anything more of, and they're it's basically like a nursing home, and we're all just caring for them and having them watch birds. I'm like, you're the fucking Templars. Why are they even alive? Well, because what's her face, Mar- Marianne Cotillard, Mar- Marianne Cotillard's character doesn't think she's a bad guy. Yes. But she's the only one. You'd think Jeremy would be like, yes, we're going to take these old assassins to a nice farm upstate where they'll be able to run around. Goodbye. <laughs> we're going to make them into dog food. I mean, put them in retirement homes. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're going to go somewhere lovely. Trust me. It would have been a perfect chance for some way big mouth open Jeremy Irons shenanigans. Yep, but no. Kill these men. He something. He could have been cool. And then, meanwhile, you've got the other assassins who are just stealing weapons anytime they're left alone, and oh yeah, and playing basketball like superhumans. And it's just, what is? Wh- why are you? Why what? are they keeping you around? Why do they let an entire group of current day, actual part of the assassins, assassins, hang out in the same room and like eat lunch together and talk to each other? And also, none of them are allowed in the the uh, animus. Because they mention at one point that they don't want uh, Fastbender to go into the Animus. They're like, and then when he goes in it, they're like, oh, he's getting to use the Animus. You get the impression that they haven't been in it in years. They are useless. No, this whole thing is basically like 
an odd spa prison for assassins. <laughs> it is. It's like Logan's Run, except instead of being killed, you're taken off to a cool hotel. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, let's... Let's give some ratings for this, yeah, shall we? Yeah, some ratings are definitely in order. We're going to have a rating one to five for each of us. That's going to give us the rating out of ten. Mm-hmm. Jeff, give me your rating for Assassin's Creed. I'm going to give it a two and a half, and that is entirely for the cool stunt shit in the past. Okay. If this movie was 20 minutes long and it was just the cool stunt shit in the past, it would be an amazing movie. Yeah, it would be one of those cool short films that goes on YouTube oh, that dude, how- some parkour guy puts up. A phantom edit of this movie would be good and easy. Just cut out all the scenes in the future and be like, watch this cool dude run around Spain. Done. In the end, he gives a cool ball to to Christopher Columbus. The end. The end. Yeah, that would be rad, but no. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half, but keep in mind that the two and a half it didn't get is because the stuff set in the modern day is bullshit. (laughs) And and, uh, you, John? Uh, I'm going to give it a two. I was mostly just angry at this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, Like you say, the... Uh, the fight scenes in the past, really awesome, yeah. well done, a great usage of uh, the scenery, their ability to like jump from ledges and like moving in and out of that old Spanish style. There's a whole scene buildings. where they go, they go running ab- across a series of clotheslines, and they're running like horizontal, like perpendicular to a whole bunch of clotheslines, and they somehow managed to make that look not stupid. Yeah, I was like, man, the way that you have choreographed this uh like the fights with in the past with the assassins is so good that it makes me even angrier at the modern day story at least they didn't bother with the modern day it's just oh, i'll just walk up to people and kill them whoop de doo where's that ball it's right there in the ball spot in this church great you guys should have checked that i don't know why you didn't <laughs> you should have gone in there it's a ball pit we got tons of these in the back <laughs> you guys want more things of eden i got all kinds of shit i got a pomegranate of eden you want that <laughs> huh? Huh? i've got adam and eve in the back right now <laughs> let me just go into my antiquities closet what you what you need buddy <laughs> what do you what do you want huh huh piece of the true cross huh some yeah. of that rod of Aaron? huh <laughs> shroud of turin got one of those <laughs> what do you what do you want <laughs> I got six. <laughs> Turns out Jesus had a real sweaty face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm just imagining like Forrest Gump handing a uh, like a linen to Jesus. And he's like, the oh, there we go. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so four and a half. Four, a four and a half, half out of ten. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, it is. It's a modern movie in a theater, so it's not fun bad the way that you know old movies can be where there wasn't quality control no but but it's four and a half is very right yeah it is it is just bad enough that you'd go i can sit through this but i'm not happy about it (laughs) like that is that is the level of watching this movie i'm still just picturing that priest like (laughs) just just sitting there trying to figure out what the uh, plural of spear of longinus is (laughs) is it the spears of longinay <laughs> Longinodes got these got these spearum of longinode <laughs> like five of these things <laughs> longinuses longitudes <laughs> yeah when you pluralize it it's latitudes uh four and a half out of ten yep. so uh so not a strong recommend uh if you're really interested in this i'd still recommend waiting for the home video market yeah i mean just for the the cool fight scenes, it's neat. I'm sure someone will probably put up some of those on YouTube at some point. It Just was, watch those. I think it was number two in theaters against Rogue One for at least one week. So 
let it let it be known that this thing will probably get a dumb sequel at some point? Oh, uh, it's entirely probable. Yeah. I mean, why not? It depends on whether or not they contracted Fastbender for three. I mean, God knows Silent Hill got a sequel, so <laughs> of all the video game movies to get sequels, let's just assume this will. Well, of all the video game movies to get sequels, they've all been horror movie franchises. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah, because you Man. don't see any of the ones that are fun and interesting, you don't see sequels to those. You don't get uh, you don't get Double Dragon 2, for example. No, you did not get Super Mario Brothers 2. Yeah. Instead, it's been Silent Hill and uh, Resident Evil. Resident Evil, yeah. I- I'm surprised they haven't done a Fatal Frame movie. If I, it just seems like a natural, perfect medium for it. Which man, a Fatal Frame movie would be so good. That's oh. one of my favorite. It's only one of those horror video games I've ever liked. Is Fatal Frame? I love that game so much. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, <laughs> That's our review of old horror games. So, folks, happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old horror games. What would you think of Alone in the Dark? Uh, pretty bad. Pretty bad. Well, the movie Alone in the Dark was pretty bad. That is also true. <laughs> that, I kind of wish that the first Resident Evil movie had featured the characters having to stop and spin in place if they wanted to turn. <laughs> <laughs> All these humans have tank controls. <laughs> Oh, that would be amazing. It's just like so you see someone trying to get into a room and they're like, whoa, hold on. Oh, hang whoa. On, hang on. Hey, whoop. What's here we go. What does this shoulder button do? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Why do you keep putting your gun up and back down? I don't even know. I have this rooster key. Oh, I put it away. Sorry. I got this rooster key. <laughs> hey, anyone find a place where this spade goes? I've got a club, too. I have no idea where this goes. Just put it in your inventory. My my what? Huh? Uh, your, your inventory. The the space where you keep things. I'm Mila Jovovich. I'm just wearing a red dress. I have no inventory. <laughs> John, I'm going to go off the reservation here and ask you a, a tough question. If you could pick any video game that has not been adapted into a film that should be, what would you go with? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Star Tropics on this one. Ooh, Star Tropics. That's an interesting <laughs> pull. <laughs> I feel like you just pulled the first video I game. I did. It's just of. the first video game that came to my mind, which the fact that it was Star Tropics is in and of itself Is that the game where you play as a little kid with a yo-yo as to yeah, run on an island? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Fucking real weird. I don't know why that would be the first game to come to mind. You very nearly drove the one I had in my... The, a, a real answer, by the way, out of my head, which is Monkey Island. Which is Earthbound. <laughs> No. <laughs> Games that make sense. Damn well, it. You know what? Monkey Island doesn't make any sense. No. But how much would you like to see Monkey Island as a movie? Eh, medium. Medium to a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe if it was like 15, 20 years ago and David Spade was Guybrush. <laughs> oh, man, I would love that. Right? All right, how about this then? Uh, it's <laughs> it's modern day. Oh, my God. Oh, Okay, 20 years ago, David Spade is Guybrush, and John Goodman is... LeChuck. LeChuck. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. I can see that. Oh, oh, I want that so right. bad now. Modern day, Bruce Campbell is the lead in Full Throttle, the movie. <laughs> uh, eh. Mark Hamill plays the same role he does. A very, very, very old man who's a bad guy. Well, <laughs> the same role that he does in everything. <laughs> It's just that in that game, he's voicing an old guy, and now he is an old guy. It would be perfect. <laughs> Everything's turned out great. <laughs> All right. I think we're probably done here. How about you? Yep, I think so. I so mean, uh... I'm only speaking in my capacity as Jeff, not not, <laughs> not the host or anything. <laughs> you can't tell, because this is a podcast, but I am flipping Jeff off with I can both tell. hands. What do you mean I can't tell? We're in the same room, you douche. <laughs> oh, wait, you are talking to the audience. Hello, Fine. audience. <laughs> It's, you have to do that. You know, I don't know if you're talking to me or not, so in general, you should preface your statements with either hello, per- audience, or... <laughs> Open parentheses, to audience, close parentheses. 
Exit stage left, pursued by a bear. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Of course, this is the last one for the year, but we will be back next year holds a whole treasure trove of new movies that are awful that we will watch because you want us to. <laughs> new role-playing games and new discussions about whatever. So go ahead, check us out on anything you want to. We're on Twitter and Facebook at System Mastery. Uh, systemmasterypodcast.com for the website. You can make comments there. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you can email us, systemmastery at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you'll never guess what that's called. Why, it's System Mastery. Goodness gracious. <laughs> and uh, we're on Reddit, r slash systemmastery. Go there. We've got our own little thread for movie suggestions, things like that. You can even do tpublic.com slash systemmastery if you really want a t-shirt for some reason. Yep. So you can support us with getting a t-shirt, you can support us by giving us some money through Patreon, or you can support us by just giving a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anything. We like reading reviews. It's fun. Yeah, I also like your clown nudes. Yeah. Send us all of those. If you could just give us all your clown nudes. That'd be great. We're making a collection. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We will be back next year with more movie mastery, good night.